Do Good Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this episode of Do Good Charlotte, we are going to meet Mendy Godman, the Executive Director of Feeding Charlotte, and welcome back, Melissa Hovey, the Marketing Director for Share Charlotte. Feeding Charlotte connects those with excess food to nonprofits that serve the food insecure and homeless population. Nonprofits like the Salvation Army Center for Hope and Safe Alliance are just examples of recipients they serve to combat food insecurity. We will be discussing today Shop for Good, and we'll inspire you to do good, Charlotte, by giving you information about how you can buy tangible items so that more than 240 nonprofits can run their businesses. Mendy and Melissa, welcome to Do Good Charlotte. Now, for the audience listening, I want to let them know that we are not together in the same studio. We are each in our own space due to COVID-19. But Mendy, first, let's start with you. How has your work been affected by the pandemic? Oh, my goodness. We actually rolled out as Feeding Charlotte January the 1st of this year. So we had two and a half good months of food rescue, and then the world stopped. Our largest food donors are institutions. We are so thankful to have Belmont Abbey, Johnson & Wells, Queens University. We rescue all of their leftover cafeteria food. And then our second largest donor were caterers. And so as soon as this pandemic hit, those were the first two things that shut down. So we really came at a crossroads of how we were going to get food to our recipients. So we just pivoted our model a little bit and had to really come up with a new strategy to get food into these hungry bellies. So that must have been, I mean, sort of a shock, just like it has been for everybody. I mean, everyone has been figuring out how to, to, to do this. Um, so what have you been doing now then if you can't get your, if you can't get food from caterers or leftovers from businesses, where are you getting the food now? Um, we had to really think, again, outside of the box. And so we partnered with some of our caterers who were actually having to put staff on furlough. And we came up with a great plan. We would do a kind of a grassroots local campaign to raise funds. And if we could raise enough funds, we would buy the raw ingredients as well as help keep staff on their um, working for the caterers. So the caterers would then prepare food for our recipients. So it actually turned out to be a great partnership where we both benefited our recipients. They were able to keep staff on board and we have been going nonstop since the pandemic hit. We actually had a large pickup yesterday with QC Catering. So, oh, so that's great. So what's happening is, is that you're, you're, instead of them making it for a big fundraiser or a gala or something like that, you sort of took out the, the other <laughs> event and just went straight to, we're going to feed the people who need it. Um, that sounds amazing. Do you, are you noticing, I mean, it's hard because you haven't been in business for a long time, but compared to January to now, are you, is the need greater as far as the people who need to eat? Um, We still have the same need, it seems. Um, Actually, one of our recipient partners 
can feed up to 10,000 a week. And he actually told us he could do a lot more if he had the food and the resources available. So I do think there is more of an impact here. Um, And it's just trying to figure out how we get into these communities or these areas that need the food, that are low income or food insecure, or just anyone who's hungry. Um, So that has trended upwards. But just creating these great partnerships has with the caters has really helped us to still continue to get that food where it needs to go. And Melissa, um, when you hear what Mindy's talking about, uh, I know Share Charlotte is helps so many nonprofits in our area. She's not alone, right? There, other people have had to pivot significantly. Are you noticing that they've been able to successfully do that since compared to when this happened in March? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say everyone had to pivot. <laughs> right. Um, you know, whether it was, you know, we cannot hold the now went to um, a, a gala, went to a virtual event, or they're really changing the way they serve their constituents like Mindy's doing. I mean, everyone's had to do it. Um, but I, I have, I mean, we hear, we talk to our nonprofits every day, and many of them say, you know, I'm busier now than I ever was, and I found a new and better way to do things or a way that I can do things for the meantime until we can get back to whatever is normal. So um, I would say, yeah, I think like like Mindy found that when there's a will, there's a way, and they found the way um, to to serve the people that, they, that need it. Um, and I would say, you know, because the need is even greater, and especially around food insecurity, that, you know, um, there's been just a great ground school of everyone kind of just pitching in, let's figure out how to get this done. So um, it's been very inspiring to watch. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that's what's so cool about Share Charlotte is that you, you get to meet with all these people all the time and and see how they're doing it. Mendy, um, tell me a little bit more about feeding Charlotte because we sort of jumped right into your mission without talking about you guys. Um, I love how uh, the three founders, um, you're all career women and your moms, um, and are all working together to do good. Yes, we actually came together as friends, just three friends over coffee, and we were picking each other's brains, and we all realized that our children are older, they're not as needy at this point, um, and we all have a, a servant's heart, so we needed to do something and give back. And the more we thought about this and did research, we were absolutely shocked that this was not an organization or something that was happening in Charlotte. No one was saving or rescuing food. We were just continuing to throw it away. And we know the statistics and see numbers of how many hungry families we have here. And it kind of blew us away. So the more research we did, we realized that 40% of waste is food waste. And it just blows your mind. Again, when you go back to how many hungry people are in our city. So we brainstormed, created a plan and figured out a way to make this happen. Um, And we took baby steps and we're slowly starting to to trot as we go through. Um, Last year, as our first full year, we rescued 10,000 pounds of food that otherwise, again, would have went in the trash. And so just to think of how many mouths were fed from this food that, again, could have been wasted. Um, It just does your heart good. And it kind of is a common sense thing. You know, it just makes sense. Why would we throw it away when we can feed others? Um, We've actually, with everything that's going on, we have already rescued 10,000 pounds of food up to this point. 
which is what we did all of last year. So we're, we're getting the spin on it and we're just trying to create awareness so that people know that we're here. You don't have to throw large trays away. We have people that we can get that food to. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about events or, or large parties that I've been to in my life where, yeah, you've got these huge dishes left over and you're like, what am I going to do with it? I'll put it in my fridge, but I can't, we're not going to eat it. Uh, we can't eat it that fast. So what was the spark? What, besides the coffee? I mean, what was, was there something that you saw? Was there, what, what was it? One of my um, partner's husband had been to California and he saw these cool stickers on doors and every sticker said, we are zero food waste. And he came home and was telling her about it. So then she mentions it and we are all chatting about it. And it just kind of really started from that trip to California, you know, just seeing something new and different. It made us question, why is that not happening here? Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And, and when, how have you been able to balance doing all this and, and now you're got it. I know the kids are older, but you still got to homeschool them. They're still now doing things that you weren't necessarily planning on having to do prior to, um, how have you all been able to keep the nonprofit going and the home going as well? Oh my goodness. We're probably like every other parent in this world in today's time and place. Um, we just try to make it work. We balance. As a matter of fact, a moment ago, I was snapping, trying to get someone in the background to be quiet. Um, so we just <laughs> do the best we can um, and, and try to keep it balanced. But it's, again, we're, we're kind of lacking that face-to-face. So we're having to be more intentional about phone calls, Zoom meetings, um, because if we're not active now, then everyone's going to forget about the food rescue. So we're, we're just trying to keep pace so that we keep everyone aware of what we're doing and working and teaching school with our children. Um, It's just a, it's a crazy balance. And all we can do is take it one day at a time. Yeah. But I think what's great is that you recognize that just because this is a difficult time, that doesn't mean that the mission disappears or that the, the need disappears. And so you are still figuring out a way to make it work uh, within your own life at the same time. Yes, because we just came to realize of how many organizations had started to rely on our food, which is absolutely what we wanted, because if you're spending your money to feed people and we can take that away from you, then you can use that money for other programming. Um, And there's so many opportunities. We have actually started partnering with a couple of churches who do community meals, and these churches have been doing these for years. One church, we're spending upwards of $500 a week to do a community meal for all of the homeless neighbors in their community. And so now we have helped them. And again, it's all rescued food so that that $500 can go to maybe making snack bags for those men or women as they leave or hygiene kits. It just, it's benefiting everyone because they can use that money for other programs. Um, So it's just finding different groups that we can partner together with. Do you get to go, um, like on on scene, are you putting on masks and going out there and seeing what 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 is happening? We have yes, we are not at every pickup. Um, we have found it's easier if the recipients go straight to the cater and pick up the food. Um, we just really wanted to take an extra set of hands from touching this food, just in where we are today. 
So the volunteers have done it. I went to QC yesterday and we were masked up and it was hot, but everyone was still so joyous because of what good they're getting and what we're doing. Um, So you just, again, you put on gloves, which we have to wear gloves before. So that really didn't change, but you mask up and you do air hugs and just smile. Yeah. Well, you can still see, I I have said this, even though you're smiling under a mask, your eyes will still light up in a different way. So it it is, it is worth smiling, even if people can't see it um, under the mask. Absolutely. And I even told my daughter that a few weeks ago. I said, the hardest part about wearing a mask is because I smile at everyone I pass. And so they don't know that I'm happy to see them out and about, even though they have no idea who I am. But you're right. It's just our eyes light up. They do. And I did say to a woman one day, I was walking by her and and normally you just smile to acknowledge someone. You don't speak to them. But I uh, I smiled and then I, I, I said out loud, I said, you don't know, but I just smiled at you. I just wanted to say hi. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's funny how everything has changed. Um, but I love how you're still figuring out how to do what you want to do and help all these people at the same time. You're still doing good. Uh, which is not not easy to do uh, when when we're going through this. Um, people are nervous about being together or being in, in in proximity, and so figuring out how to do it in a, in a way where people are safe but are still being getting the food they need is so important. Um, Melissa, I wanted to ask you. So this is a special week, right? We are you're doing something that you don't. I mean. You don't always do. So explain what's happening this week. Yeah, so thanks. Um, so this is um, Shop for Good week. So this is the week where, um, so Sheer Charlotte runs three community-wide campaigns for our, non- our 440 plus nonprofit partners. And this week is really focused on buying the items that nonprofits needs to run their um, businesses and programs. And we made that really easy to do by consolidating all the nonprofits Amazon wish list onto our, our sharecharlotte.org platform. So just like your shop for the things that you need to run your life through Amazon, um, it's easy to support people like Mindy by um, just a couple of clicks um, um, on her website. So on our platform, um, Mindy has some great items that she needs to help um, feed um, help with her programs, things like lunch bags, things like um, silver trays and things like that. And all our nonprofits are able to have like that. I was looking at the Humane Society. You could go and buy some cat food and dog food. But um, the real the, the, the magic of what this does is that it allows a nonprofit to run their business and programs, serve the, the neighbors that they serve without them having to spend their hard earned capital on it. And um, it's just one less thing they have to do. We are, our, our message through this is take an item off a nonprofit's to-do list by shopping their wish list. Um, it's, it's easy. It's a couple of clicks. Everybody's on Amazon. The money goes direct. The um, items get shipped directly to the nonprofit's door. And you, as a donor, know exactly where your money is going. So, um, well, I think that's just, the big, I just, sorry to interrupt. I was just like, I think that's the great thing for our listeners you know, you want to contribute to uh, a, a nonprofit or a foundation or somebody who's doing good, but you do get nervous because you don't maybe haven't researched everything and you don't know where it's going to go. And there's all this talk about how big is the director's pay and all that kind of thing. So 
this is so great because it kind of makes you feel like you're in control of what is happening. So for example, with that example with cats or dogs, if you are more of a cat person, you're going to buy the cat food or, (laughs) you know, you can get down to that specific. I mean, I was looking at some of the other things and, uh, you know, you can get a a computer for certain places or some places needed like a, a fancy mop to clean up or anyway, there's just, these are very tangible things that, um, these nonprofits have figured out that they need to do their business and you can, and you can have a sort of a, a help in that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice. It's all price points. You could spend as little as five bucks up into buying a computer. And it's, again, it's things we all understand that we need. We understand that um, babies need diapers and that kids need clothes and our, our books or, you know, the things they need. So it's um, it makes it really real. Um, and I think it's also a great way to get, you know, kids and families involved. I mean, kids might want to give toys or books to other kids. And so they understand that they can feel like they're a part of um, helping someone who really needs it. So um, yeah, we're really excited about it. We're just trying to make a really loud conversation this week about how it's so easy to help nonprofits in this way by shopping for good. Yeah, shop for good. Mendy, when you put your list together, did you know it was going to be on this? Or is there was there some thought into um, what your list had to be? Well, we, we tried to do the things that would help our recipients. Um, a lot of our food is served in large catering trays. So we bought... Um, just individual serving size to go boxes. We sorry, we didn't buy. We were asking for um, to go <laughs> containers, so that they are then able to get the food out quicker and faster. Um, especially now, people aren't able to come in and sit down and eat the meal together, so they have to have it to go. Um, we asked for snack bags, some goodies, juices, so that we can also hit the streets and hand these out. Um, because again. We just don't have enough food through their caters to give to everyone, but we can make a little impact go a long way. I didn't think about that. That's true that you can't sit in a dining hall or, you know, a cafeteria and, and serve the meal there. It's every, everything's to go still right in North Carolina. I believe so. Or I know for most of our community, um, the ones that are serving have not allowed them in. Um, so they're actually having to stand outside or we have some recipients who go and find homeless people in their community to serve. Um, whereas before they were all coming inside and they were able to congregate and chat. So now it's, it's a definitely a different ball game. Um, but we just want to make sure that we're still able to get that food into those hungry bellies. This is Pamela Escobar. You're listening to Do Good Charlotte. After the break, you'll hear about how you can start shopping and how to choose those items. How many servings of fruits and vegetables should you be eating? This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. The magic number is five. Three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruits have been connected to lower risk of certain cancers, stroke, and heart disease. Fruits and vegetables are a great source of essential vitamins and minerals in addition to plenty of fiber to maintain a healthy gut and reduce the risk of colon cancer. And they're high in vitamin C and potassium. If five servings seems like a lot, consider starting your daily vegetables with your first meal of the day. Snack on fruits and vegetables instead of whatever your current go-to 
snacks are. Use vegetables as the main ingredients in other dishes like baked goods and chili. And whenever you can, get fresh vegetables, especially in the summer when they are in season. This has been your 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. So Melissa, how do we shop? It's super easy. Shopforgoodclt.org will take you right there and you can shop many nonprofits wish list. You can filter by the causes that are meaningful to you. Just to find exactly how you want to give and the way you want to give and it goes directly right to the door. Right. So when I open up the website, um, if I go to the Share Charlotte website, you have a banner at the top. You can click on it. So then I can get to the shopforgoodcharlotte.org website. And then I can you can start scrolling through all the different items. But if there is a nonprofit that you like, if you after listening to this, you really want to buy some to go containers, we can you can find Feeding Charlotte, put it in and pop it up and and pull that in. But there's all these different organizations. I think you said 240, right, that are participating right. in this. Yeah, so that's yes. a lot. That's a lot of different organizations <laughs> that need help, right? Yeah, exactly. Now everything from pets to environmental causes to kids to anything anything that talks to you, speaks to your heart um, is on there. So in, in many different price points. Yeah, and like you said before, there are diapers. There are crayons. I mean, there's everything that you can you can think of. Um, people all need uh, all these organizations need different things so that they continue to do the good work that they're already doing. So yeah, yeah even uh, you can buy tuna fish. You can buy. I mean, everything. I'm just scrolling through right now, looking. <laughs> Somebody wants <laughs> to do some shopping. <laughs> yes. Well, it, it, I I'm a visual person, so it does help me to like see pictures and and then and then envision how what you're buying is helping this one organization's wants a steamer so yeah maybe buy one for yourself and buy one for them too (laughs) (laughs) well and many of their partners are able to put in why they need it too which i think is helpful as well so you understand you know i'm not sure why the steamer is needed but many of them have interesting needs that you might not have thought of um and how to help like i know um some of um our partners serving the homeless community are asking for sleeping bags or tents and things like that, where, you know, you realize, God, that's somebody's shelter for the night. You know, I, I can, I can maybe spend a hundred bucks on a tent, you know, I mean, if that's gives somebody protection, that's pretty important. So. Yeah. And exactly. Talk. Yeah. And on the website, like under feeding Charlotte, you, it says our greatest needs are the to go containers, but it says our recipients will use them to feed the hungry and the homeless at the churches. So, just it, it being able to read that sentence or understand where it's going to, that's a little bit more than just looking at pictures. There's, there's an explanation for why too. So that's, that's helpful. Uh, yeah. Mindy, do you, um, have you noticed a difference yet? Are you getting, have you received anything so far? How do you find out if someone bought something? 
Um, I just go in and check. Um, it reminds you of whenever you were had a registry for a wedding or a baby, and it's so exciting. So you can actually go in, and if you've requested 15, it will show you how many have been purchased. Um, so I have not looked today. It's been busy, but I'm hoping for a big surprise when I go in this evening. It's so fun. And we're so <laughs> thankful for Share Charlotte for all that they do for the nonprofits. Yeah, it is. It's it's a great organization. And uh, what's so amazing is that they're, they're, how large of a membership they have. So there's good people, like you said, Mindy, you know, you, who have a servant heart that are doing good things. And Share Charlotte helps spread that message um, to all of us. So I, I, I appreciate that, that as well. Um, is there anything else that you want to say, Melissa, about Share Charlotte or the Shop for Good? I know technically it ends um, the 19th, but I guess people could still shop if, yeah. if they're listening to this. Unfortunately, because we're a podcast, you know, we're not as timely necessarily. Someone might be listening to this in August. They could still go on to your website and find these organizations, right? Absolutely, yeah. The little secret is that while we are doing a huge promotion this week, um, which is um, presented by Bank of America, all year long, 365 days a year, you can shop online for our nonprofit partners. And that's one of the ways you can support them. We, we always say, you know, we, we want to be just an easy way for you to give back to nonprofit partners. And so you can either shop for them, donate to them, or volunteer with them. So I would say if, if your listeners could go to our um, sharecharlotte.org and just peruse um, the ways that all the different nonprofits, you can find many other ways to support them. Many of our, our nonprofit partners have virtual volunteer opportunities as well. You know, during this time um, when people can't get um, in, together in person, there are ways a lot of times to help people virtually. So um, we, we always have lots and lots of ways you can get involved. So um, don't feel free like your, like your chances over this week. There's lots of times to shop. That's great. That's great to hear. And I, I did find that interesting too. So if you do click on one organization like Feeding Charlotte after the items, then it'll tell you if there's other opportunities or things that you can do. Now, Feeding Charlotte right now doesn't have volunteer opportunities. That doesn't mean they won't in the future. But other nonprofits, if you click through, you would be able to see if they're if they have opportunities uh, online or something because that is, everybody is going online. So yeah. there are still events and things that are happening on Zoom and all over um, the internet. So um, I mean, I know a founder of one nonprofit. Uh, she was telling me the other day, like I mean, she still has all the, all these people who she wants to check in on. So she's figuring out ways to do it online as well. So there are volunteer opportunities all over the place if you're if you're still interested. Yeah. Uh, well, ladies, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your good uh, and for all the good that you're doing for people in our community. That's what Queen City Podcast Network is all about, is building community. And uh, you guys play a vital ro role. And I'm happy to hear that COVID-19 um, isn't stopping the spread of good. <laughs> so thank you so much, ladies. Do you know someone else like Mendy or Melissa who is doing good in our community? Let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. I'm Pamela Escobar. Thanks for listening to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina.